RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's Daily Star Trek News is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Alison Pitt, and today is Monday, November 18th, 2019. On today's show, Ethan Peck and Anson Mount reflect on their time as Star Trek's Spock and Captain Pike. There's one Star Trek cast member George Takei wouldn't have round for dinner, and CBS snags the rights for the UEFA Champions League. All this and more catching up on the weekend's Star Trek news, coming up next. To promote the release of Star Trek Discovery Season 2 on Blu-ray, Ethan Peck and Anson Mount gave an interview with io9. In the interview, they discussed finding their way into pre-existing characters, working on short treks, and their feelings on a Pike-Spock spin-off. Both men acknowledged that stepping into roles that were already well-known by fans was challenging. Mount said of Captain Pike, It was a little daunting at first, because I knew what was being asked of me. But you know, I don't know a character in the canon that's more revered, yet we know very little about him. He went on to explain that he thought Peck actually had it worse, stepping into Spock. I did not envy Ethan's situation, which was more difficult, I'd say. Peck agreed acknowledging that of the two, he had more cornerstones to uphold, and the Spock character's complex relationship with emotion added to the challenge. Figuring out every moment was a tightrope walk that was never emotionally empty, he said. It was always emotionally full, as a matter of keeping a lid on this pot that was always boiling. The established characters of Pike and Spock were written in Discovery Season 2 to have an established camaraderie, When asked how the two actors approached their performances to convey that relationship in a short time, they talked about their off-screen relationship. Mount said, When you start out as a young actor, someone invariably tells you that an acting career is a bit like summer camp. And every now and then you develop a friendship that you know you're going to have forever. And I feel like Ethan's definitely one of those people for me. Peck said he would say the same of Mount. So what do the two friends think about the possibility of a spin-off series featuring Spock and Captain Pike? Both actors spoke positively about revisiting their characters in the three most recent short tracks, but they were realistic about the prospect of a full-blown series. Mount asked, would we prefer the appetizer or the entree? Before explaining, I've learned to count my blessings. These decisions are made by people you and I have never met and will never meet. So whatever the network gods determine, it doesn't matter. I feel blessed to have had this experience. Peck echoed the sentiment, saying, If that's it, then I'm so happy, thrilled, grateful to have been a part of it. If there's more, I would jump at the opportunity. Star Trek Discovery Season 2 is out on Blu-ray now, including two short treks, Runaway and The Brightest Star, which relate directly to the story, and two hours of special features. You can also watch the three most recent short treks featuring Spock and Pike on CBS All Access now. Star Trek actor and activist George Takei has given an interview in The Guardian in which he throws shade 
at an unknown Star Trek cast member. The Guardian publishes a weekly column called The Q&A, in which celebrities answer a series of quick-fire questions. Recent guests to the column include Dame Julie Andrews, tennis star Andy Murray, and Gloria Estefan. In Saturday's column, Decay fielded questions about his greatest fear, the most expensive thing he ever bought, and his most unappealing habit. Some of his answers ventured into the world of Star Trek. When asked what his superpower would be, he answered... Gene Roddenberry, who created Star Trek, said that the strength of the Starship Enterprise was its diverse team working in concert. I would like to have the superpower to bring that kind of society to ours today. But he also said when asked about who would be invited to his dream dinner party, my colleagues from Star Trek, with one exception. The quickfire style of the interview offered no elaboration. Possibly the most emotional Q&A was when Takei was asked who he would most like to say sorry to, and he answered, his father. Referring to when his family was forced into Japanese-American internment camps when he was a child, Takei said, As a teenager, I told my father, you led us into the camp like sheep to a slaughter. I knew I had hurt him, this man that I loved so much. That's haunted me all my life. The interview ended on an inspirational note, though, as Takei explained that the most important lesson life has taught him is to keep on reaching. George Takei's graphic novel about his childhood in an internment camp is called They Called Us Enemy. It's out now, published by IDW, and available on Amazon as well as other retailers worldwide. More news in a moment, but first, a word from me. This show is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. From as little as $1 a month, you can help me keep the show running by offsetting some of my production costs and allowing me to concentrate on bringing you the best Star Trek content as it happens. To find out how you can be a part of the Daily Star Trek News family, just head on over to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek News. That's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek News. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. Researchers from the University of Sussex have created the closest thing yet to a real live holodeck. A piece from Gizmodo highlights the device, which uses two arrays of tiny ultrasonic speakers to manipulate sound waves and move a small, lightweight reflective object in midair, which is then lit by LED projectors. In a demonstration video, you can see how moving the small object very quickly, faster than humans can perceive, generates persistence of vision. Additionally, the ultrasonic speakers can also generate a kind of tactile feedback using the same ultrasonic speakers. And of course, the speakers can also produce sound while levitating the small object, in this case, a tiny styrofoam ball. So the end effect is of a hologram that you can see touch, and hear all at once. The hologram can also be observed from any angle, which is another limitation of many other current holographic systems. The research was originally published in the science journal Nature. In the study, the team of researchers notes that the system offers particle manipulation capabilities superior to those of other optical or acoustic approaches demonstrated until now. And they don't just see the system as a neat, fun thing to entertain people with. 
They say, in addition, our technique offers opportunities for non-contact, high-speed manipulation of matter, with applications in computational fabrication and biomedicine. You can view the demonstration video on YouTube now. And finally today, CBS has confirmed that it has scored a major win for its sports coverage offering on CBS All Access. Deadline reported last week that during CBS's third quarter results call last Tuesday, CBS acting CEO Joe Ianello announced that the company has secured the rights to air UEFA Champions League football beginning in 2021. The deal covers more than 400 matches a year, spread across nine months. All matches will be available to stream exclusively on CBS All Access in the United States, with some matches also being selected to air on broadcast television. According to Deadline, the Champions League is Europe's top soccer cup competition. CBS beat out several other American broadcasters to win the exclusive rights. Deadline notes that this is the first time CBS has had exclusive sports broadcast rights. While it currently streams NFL games, those rights are shared with other networks. The UEFA Champions League rights were previously owned by TNT and Univision. Univision has retained the rights to the Spanish-language broadcasts. Ianello said of the deal, Soccer fans know these rights represent some of the most prestigious and popular soccer tournaments in the world, so we couldn't be more pleased that we won this hotly contested process. The deal is expected to drive subscriptions to CBS All Access, which is on a tight timeline to deliver 25 million subscribers, combined with Showtime, by 2022. The most recent confirmed figures were around 8 million subscribers for CBS All Access and Showtime combined, as CNBC reported back in February. Ianello declined to comment on current subscriber numbers in the call. According to the deadline piece, CBS is currently finalizing contracts and expected to come out with more details in the coming weeks. Well, that's it for today's Daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. For more great Star Trek podcasts, be sure to check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. This show is supported by people like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email at info at dailystartreknews.com or find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daily Trek News. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know and Trek trivia. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network.